everyone, and thank you for the download. It's Wednesday, May 24th, or maybe, if I'm ambitious, Tuesday, May 23rd, and this is episode 59 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassy, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Skipper Ben. What's up, Ben? So I found a website that has an archive of all the old Inside the Magic podcasts, and I'm scrolling through to find my first episode. So you guys talk. I'm on show 447 right now, okay. so I've got, I've got a little ways to go. I'll let you know when I find it. Now, when you were on the show, did you guys put out 35 episodes a day? Is that how it worked? It, we uh, we, we uh, called it click, click casting. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was real trashy. Also, Josh is here. Sultan Asaki, what's up? I called it pod baiting, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I just booked my, uh, my cruise on Cell Block C Starship, so that's going to be pretty cool. Did you go for the October one? Yeah. December, actually. <laughs> I'm on a... I want want the construction experience. (laughs) So you guys come to the show for uh, some exciting, exciting, accelerated, that's tough to say, exciting, accelerated depreciation discussions. So uh, today, Josh Tomorrow announced that they would be writing off 200 to 300 million dollars for the Galactic Star Cruiser, which they're um, doing great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It sounds like this was a good choice. Thanks, DeSantis. The the interesting thing about this, yeah, this is Ron's fault. That no, <laughs> but by most accounts, the quality was there. It was a hundred percent the price point. That seems to be the consensus. And yes, I understand that it wasn't for everybody. Well, I mean, but- to be fair, I give an excellent five million dollar hand job. So <laughs> I think you got to kind of put those things all in the same bucket if we're going to analyze them. Right. I mean, you could go to a, you know, you could have an excellent cheeseburger at McDonald's. Maybe not excellent, but you could have, <laughs> let's go with that. You can have a, a decent cheeseburger at McDonald's, but you're not going to spend $1,000 on it. There's a hard line in what you're going to actually spend $6,000 a night at. So I think uh, that the is hamburger, the driver of this. The, if the hamburger meat's made out of real grimace, I will make uh, a $1,000 purchase. <laughs> rubble, rubble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you guys had for thoughts on this, Josh. You this. seem to be. The- we called this. We, <laughs> this is not a surprise to us. This, the surprise is they admit failure this quick, but we. Well, none give of them us credit. They're, they're they're cutting bait on some of this stuff quicker than they yeah. have historically done. It uh, doesn't mean that they shouldn't stop fucking up. But the I think they were tired <laughs> of seeing the superstar limo uh, videos on YouTube as being Disney's greatest <laughs> failure. They, they wanted to change the narrative, and uh, they did it. It really I, I is like- a different thing, though. I mean, it, it's it's this is a I don't know. They, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, every podcast I listen to. Which yep. are not the you know bootlicking ones. Yeah, no one thought that this was a successful idea, and I th- I think even more so than usual the the pundits of people that aren't actually slobbering up Disney's asshole said that this thing was doomed <laughs> to fail. Well, in outside of uh, Len and Jim, maybe. The vast majority well. of the people that I saw, the vast majority of the people Did I somebody saw, somebody just get abducted. That was weird. <laughs> I, I, Iger's canceling our podcast now. He's listening. <laughs> we thought Chapek listened in. Iger's shutting it all down. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did we register with DeSantis? We've been badmouthing him. <laughs> that might be the issue. I haven't been badmouthing him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
I, I liked how so many people that came out being so upset about this were all, you know, mainly the influencers that got it for free. Right. That, you know, it's so, so telling when it's your typical uh, one after another, the, the people that you know that went on those first trips that didn't pay a dime for this damn thing, all sitting there just like so upset that, you know, we're not going to get to experience this anymore. And it's like, shit, yeah. you wouldn't have experienced it either if you hadn't, you know, if you had to pay for it. Yeah. When we talked about it, the idea that Ben and I had was it would be cool if we could get a large group to commit. That would be the the way that we would conceivably do it and, you know, suck it up, get four people in a hotel room at 6,000 uh, for the experience. And that was mildly digestible. But at the same time, I think realistically, we would have had just as much fun on anything else we could have spent six thousand bucks yeah. on. Well, and, and that's if I ever spent six thousand dollars a night to spend to be in a hotel with three other dudes, I'm gonna kick my own ass. Yeah, we probably would have gotten separate <laughs> hotel rooms <laughs> as, as well as other companionship. Well, so that's one, that's one of the things they've learned the hard way. I feel on this is that luxury vacations, people don't want to have to do a lot of work during it. You know, the other, we go okay. on we go on really nice cruises. And the, the, the nice thing about a cruise, and this has been compared to a cruise by, you know, many, is once I step foot on that ship, I don't have to do anything. I'm waited on. I'm, you know, I, I get to sit and relax. I get to just enjoy what I paid for. Whereas this, you know, for you to get the full experience definitely sounds like, sounded like you had to put a lot of work and effort in. And if you didn't, you didn't get the full experience. So right. uh, it's like they never saw Hostile. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's your VIP package right there. This probably could have been done without it being a hotel and could have been done as a variation of an escape room or something to that that would have been like a Mm -hmm. three or four hour experience. Mm -hmm. And I I think I said this in Park Cheese that I think this could have been (laughs) what they wanted. I just want you to think about your life as you ruminate (laughs) that sentence. (laughs) Well, the the other uh, uh, leading candidate for the show title was Crump and Ugly. So I could have said, (laughs) I talked about this on Crump and Uglies. They're both really good. (laughs) But, But the idea of like the night kingdom boutique experience was what they're going for here uh in this case the component was interactivity and we've talked about this in a multitude of things we talked about it on uh on mario kart that interactivity isn't necessarily what people want on a larger scale that if the better experience is a passive one that might be what you need to do now this was absolutely the brainchild of uh, Scott Trowbridge, and I don't know whether he fostered the entire idea out of nothingness or what, but I do appreciate that they're taking risks. I do. I don't want to downplay that at all, but it seems that they're taking weird risks to do anything and everything but just add attractions to the parks. Exactly. And mm-hmm. Universal saw where they were short, and they just started building. They just yeah. added a new e-ticket annually for the past five years, and now they're uh, putting another theme park in uh, in Central Florida. Uh, I or- think it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to say one one of the major failures of this as they take chances. You know, they could have maybe protected themselves a little bit more in case this did fail. Mm-hmm. That if what if they had built this closer to Batu. To where yeah. if this you, the reason it where it's part at, of the park, yeah. yeah, yeah, you could easily just say, "All right, Completely the hotel correct. part's done, and now we have our expansion pad. We're going to put an attraction here and here. We can do something with this." But you built yeah. it so far over there just so you could have a box truck 
uh, space shuttle experience uh, to, to, to take <laughs> you to and from right. it. A cast member parking lot in the, the way. The That's pursuit it. of exclusiveness <laughs> led to uselessness. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's in a spot that they're just screwed uh, with with where it's at. And then, you know, you're the accountant. River Country 2.0. You're the accountant here, Tim. Obviously, this is closing at the end of uh, the fiscal year so they can write it off the following year. I don't know the exact rules, but once they start taking a tax loss on it, you know, this has to shutter for. Yeah, this is shuttered. I mean, they can't do anything with it once they take those, those, those benefits, right? Unless they completely. I mean, this by by them acknowledging the Howard Stern, <laughs> tax accounting equals ratings. By the, by them acknowledging, and that's why I'm not getting too deep into this. I'm uh, touching the, tits right now, just for the, the rest of the listeners. That they're writing they're off mine. two to three hundred million. Uh, that's saying that this thing is being shuttered. They're not repurposing it at all. So they can't yeah, even I, they can't even turn it into uh, pins, can they? It's probably it is probably more value to, valuable to them as that deduction. That's what they concluded. Like, it's wow. not worth us repurposing it. That so is, let's take the expense. All right. That's hear insane. me out here. Fifth gate deduction kingdom. <laughs> 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 so I'm hoping uh, Josh's uh, audio is is super choppy. But uh, let, unless you guys got more on Star Cruiser, I think we can move away from it. We have a uh, we have a ruse for this episode ben and i have wanted to do a marvel land or marvel show for for, for quite some time and josh is vaguely aware of the marvel cinematic universe (laughs) i don't care for it he's he's heard of uh cinema i think he i think you've heard of the universe and maybe maybe marvel um if you were listening to ben and my talk part of this i'm familiar with his work terry cruz is uh not canonically part of the mcu He is in uh, Cosmic Rewind. So as we uh, have ignored emails for the better part of the last, uh, well, decade, but uh, more recently, I think the last uh, email that we were see- were reading last week were, or last week, a couple weeks ago, were from about a year ago. Uh, we received a couple from Joe in Long Island. And uh, first one comes to us. Uh, good evening, gents. Vito here. I believe we nicknamed, nicknamed him that back in uh, the aughts of our podcast. Uh, I was say, there's only one Joe in Long Island. Yeah. Uh, I think we just we probably made some mafioso reference, something like that that was <laughs> remarkably insensitive to his people. But anyway, you know, thinking about development ideas, I want to propose a scenario for you uh, to sink your teeth into. Bear in mind, we all know this isn't happening, even if we all want it to. Here goes. Let's say Disney strikes a deal with Universal. $3 billion and the Marvel theme park rights are no longer in question east of the Mississippi River. That's only, uh, what, 10 times the price of, of Galactic Star Cruiser. So that's that's on, on the table, I guess. Hey, it's a good write-off in five years. Exactly. As Universal begins to retheme Marvel Superhero Island, Disney all of a sudden has access to all the Marvel characters in Walt Disney World with, let's say, a $2.5 billion budget, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> Infl- well, he also could be anticipating like even worse inflation than we mm-hmm. than we're possibly mm-hmm. facing. So let's right. let's so factor like that a, in. This is a happy meal, then. Yes, yeah, exactly. So uh, to start, you have to create a themed land in one of the parks. The park is of your choosing, but it must fit spatially and thematically. This must include one sing along for Ben, at least <laughs> one e ticket attraction, and one C or D ticket attraction. You also have to figure out how to incorporate one superhero not currently considered an Avenger. 
Bonus question, what would you do to retheme Marvel Superhero Island? What attractions would receive a retheme and what would be gutted and changed? Thanks again, Joe from Long, Long Island. I'm going to ponder this myself and email you my ideas, really just uh, rattling off a <laughs> scenario that just came to me. So uh, Joe actually presented an idea as well because we ignored his email for several <laughs> months. But that's the premise. But the uh, we're using this as well because Ben and I have talked about California Adventure and uh, a need for expansion of their Marvel area as well. So we're going to talk about both putting it in Florida as well as expanding California Adventure. And listeners, you may be wondering where Josh fits into all of this. Josh, what are you drinking tonight? So my idea for the way that I would contribute tonight's show actually involves Gary. Okay. I was going to not participate at all and then have him and I watch it to get listen to it together like <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 and just comment and then send that back to you and have it edited all together but uh, I figured that would be too laborsome on the editing side so yeah I it sounds like it. a lot of work for you that you're not going to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so what did you uh, alternatively opt to do well I showed up and I'm gonna if I have anything to contribute I will but mostly I'll just be sitting here twiddling my thumbs uh, I was of the impression that you were going to take a shot every time you uh, heard a reference that you didn't understand. That the was what we were is, promised. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I did pitch that as an idea, but uh, <laughs> upon medical advice, I've decided not to do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what, I will what take do you some have, shots, though. What, what do you have to consume as we go through this? Uh, I have Pinot Grigio and Jim Beam. First off, it's pronounced Pinot Grigio. That's and correct. And James B.M. <laughs> James James's B.M., yes. <laughs> uh, actually, Ben, before we kick into it, why don't we go with uh, Joe's idea? So, uh, you know what? No, we're going to table Joe's idea. We'll save his for the end. Screw like Joe. It. Yeah. And that way, if we forget, then we, we thought about it but didn't actually do it. So <laughs> He'll send somebody to break our kneecaps if... Uh, That's true. We probably shouldn't yeah. piss him off, huh? No. There's actually a horse head on my couch right now. <laughs> I'm not pointing any figures, but it seems awfully coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Sorry, Seabiscuit. Uh, full disclosure, Ben has been pushing for this show more than myself, and I know hey. that... Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I love Marvel as well, but I think you've got ideas that are a little bit uh, more developed than my own, but... Uh, for that reason, we'll save yours t- towards the end or till the end, uh, and then it'll be, uh, uh, I guess, trumped by one veto's uh, idea. I so. see. You're just setting this up in case this show sucks. You're exactly. Exactly. Thanks. It's going to be 100% your fault. Thanks. No pressure, so, Ben. <laughs> so uh, since Josh isn't going to be contributing uh, on the creative uh, ride creation side of things, I think I need to take over the mantle of putting in a three-hour backstory as to how I came up with my ideas. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, This is is where you shine, buddy. Yes, yes. So as we are well aware that historically the Marvel lands have always been self-aware and existed within the theme parks that they're in. Uh, It's the Anaheim campus, uh, the Paris campus, etc. So uh, in Florida, I want to put it in Hollywood Studios. I think that's the most logical choice. And uh, and I'm going to tie that. Not Epcot, no, which is probably what you're doing. Yep. (laughs) I'm gonna put it. Uh, I'm gonna put it in Hollywood Studios. I'm glad I'm here just so I could be offended by whatever Ben comes up with. <laughs> the footprint is basically that big stretch of land. Once you you demo a lot of the animation courtyard that goes from animation courtyard over to rock and roller coaster uh, that courtyard. But I want to lean into the Hollywood that never was and always will be to a certain point. I want this to be built in modern day L.A. and Hollywood. So you're gonna have existing buildings recreated and i think that's a better transitional offshoot from sunset boulevard and hollywood boulevard kind of connecting those two 
So similarly, you can increase and improve the theming in California Adventure and do something similar, even though you're only about an hour away or four hours, depending on California traffic, for similarly themed areas. But So in Hollywood Studios, I want to create that modern-day Hollywood but I want uh, the other variable here is that if you guys go like down Hollywood uh, uh, by the um, the Grommets Chinese Theater, you will see quote unquote actors dressed up as Avengers. Yeah. And I want to kind of lean into that as an aspect of meet and greets. So you would have the Avengers characters hustling for photos and almost shilling like they would as if they were uh, starved actors in Hollywood. But the idea of the rides and all of that taking place in the real world, but in a theme park is a little bit meta. But I think just the fact that you have uh, a vehicle where you can go into modern day Hollywood and L.A. makes sense. And I want uh, some of the attractions to take place in buildings and perhaps a new Avengers headquarter uh, headquarters taking place in an existing building. And my thought was a Capitol Records building. I thought it was an interesting thing. But really, it could be any building. So the other advantages you have with the MCU is you have a few people that can create anything, um, which is a very convenient thing when you want to build a themed experience. So you've uh-huh. got Tony Stark, you got Shuri, you got Riri Williams. Uh, Josh, do you, know, do you know who Riri, Riri Williams is? Of course. Take a shot. Okay, take a In shot. Fact- I love your idea about the struggling actors being there. Yeah. The first time I went to LA, I was getting gas in my car and it was full service. And the, the guy pumping the gas said, he goes, Hey, I, you know, I want you to remember my name because I'm going to be a famous porn star. And I yep. didn't believe him. But then when the tank was almost full, he pulled it out and sprayed it all over the car. So I think he was actually <laughs> shooting me straight. There you go. <laughs> I love that you think they'll put Streetmosphere back in a park. That's fair. <laughs> I like, I like that that's the part of the story that Ben was put off by. That's, that's the most unrealistic thing here. <laughs> it wasn't the cum shot in a Disney park. It was the expenditure for for face actors. That's I just I want, want Ben. I just want, to know, I want Mac to know that it's not me causing his kids not to hear this episode. I think I dropped an F-bomb earlier for what it's You worth. did. You did. I think mine was in code. Sure, sure, sure. Daddy, what's a cum shot? That's what your explanation of the joke wasn't. <laughs> And wow. jokes are always better if you explain them too. <laughs> Everybody does that. <laughs> so bringing this back, w- one of uh, Vito's ideas was that uh, re-theming <laughs> Islands of Adventure. So here's what I'm going to point out and say. If Disney, if it's on the table that Disney is buying these back from Universal, I'm buying Spider-Man too. Like, wh- wh- why even try to hide it? You're not going to build a better Spider-Man ride than that. So let's just take it. Pretty much. If we're, if, if we're in that realistic world, we're going to throw that in there. But anyway... So the idea, as I said, is Hollywood Studios is going to be themed to the modern day Hollywood. Uh, and because I only have $2.5 billion, I've got to cut some corners somewhere. So I'm going to repurpose some existing things. And the first thing I'm going to repurpose is the Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. So I want to use this as my Marvel 101 show for people like Josh, uh, <laughs> who have who have not experienced this. So that I don't know if, even know if you guys have been back there, Ben. I think you have. Yeah, oh, Josh. I don't, okay. So it's got like light Pan Pacific Auditorium vibes to it, but that is very prevalent in California Adventure at the Entry Plaza as well as Hollywood Studios. So I want to lean into that a little bit more, just from a theming standpoint. But this is going to be uh, my Marvel 101 show hosted by Luis, uh, which is Michael Pena's character from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Josh, again, to uh, uh, first take a shot. 
But also to kind of explain this to you, uh, Michael Pena is a fast talking uh, former convict that does recaps at the end of some of these movies. And it's quite comical. I uh, think like the Micro Machine guys, but with a Hispanic accent, okay. retelling the plot of a Marvel movie. I like that. So that's what I want him to do. And the ruse is that he's trying to capitalize on his friendship with Ant-Man. So he hosts a history of the MCU show with his friends, Dave and Kurt. Uh, and they're kind of there for pacing purposes as well to kind of ground him in reality to be the uh, the straight men uh, to his comedic uh, timing. I think we could have an inside gag where it would be uh, brought to you by XCon Productions. And across the way is going to be a Baskin Robbins because <laughs> Scott Lang worked there. So uh, you get some some ice cream that is different from the Disney uh, soft serve next to it. So I, that- I like I like that one spin on that idea possibly. Uh, okay. Did did you watch She-Hulk? I did, yes. I think a show hosted by Kevin at the very end with an audio animatronic hanging from the ceiling, too. kind of flying around, and as a paying an homage to uh, Kevin Feige. Uh, but it kind of reminds me, you could do something like the robotic arms from uh, Stitch's uh, Great Escape. Yeah, that absolutely. there's room for both of yeah. us, but I think yeah. so. so. Like, I, I love that that character from Michael Pena, uh, that Michael yep. Pena does. And it's no, they both could be good. One of the one of the biggest disappointments of Quantumania was that he wasn't in it. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, again, I, I have to save money, so I'm going to move on to the retheming uh, ideas and going over to Rock and Roller Coaster. That's going to be my Iron Man ride. This is going to be a very loose story. You're headed to an award show of some sort. It's not overly relevant. It's just a jumping off point. It's already a tighter the- story than the current ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think what you can do here is you've got. You've got a launch. You can have in the dark a static Iron Man figure or maybe an Iron Man figure that has limited motion on a track that you can't see and have it launch alongside you. And that would add more dimensional, interesting things to that coaster track than what you currently have. Does Iron Man throw up the shocker during the uh, pre-show? He, he could, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. But again, with that explanation that. Tony Stark can effectively create anything. All right, he created a flying limo, and you're on your way to an event. He could <laughs> such a <laughs> departure from the current. Ride. Exactly, honestly, like, like, is there really? You don't really the need to for overthink this. Is eighty six dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could even be self referential. There's always pop culture references. You can say we've been we supposed to have flying cars in 2015. We're a little late, but he got this. And then the other thing I want to do here is because that is largely unthemed. Uh, warehouse. So again, use that as an opportunity to put up uh, building facades that are LA Hollywood relevant. And then between these two things, uh, there needs to be a shawarma restaurant. At the end of the first Avengers movie, after he uh, takes the nuke into space, he comes back to Earth and asks if there's going to be shawarma. And the final scene is something that they cut I think after the premiere, Ben, you may know the uh, the timing of it, where they've got all the Avengers eating shawarma at a like a dive place. But yep. I'm a big um, fan of spinning meat. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there is there aren't great Mediterranean options in uh, in Disney World. So nope. The fact that like if you if you're building an Avengers land, it needs to have a shawarma restaurant. That's all. So those are like the repurposing things. But I still got a ton of room to play with and 2.5 billion dollars. 
Um, and I haven't built any of Ben's uh, $250 million theaters yet. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff there. So I'm removing Star Wars Launch Bay, Disney Junior, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And this is one of the more interesting thoughts. And I want to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, I don't think Sun- Sunset Ranch Market is anything sacred, right? Like those no. outdoor kiosks. Mm-mm. So this land's going to need a big restaurant. I had a few different ways to approach it. You could kind of have a timeless restaurant that would be accessible on both sides, or you just kind of have a shared kitchen. But I thought the idea of having a restaurant as like something that shows the passage of time, depending on where you sit in it, where you've got modern day. And then I believe uh, that stretch is supposed to be forties, if I'm not mistaken, um, of sunset Boulevard would be kind of an interesting thing to see if you can bridge an 80 to 90 year time gap with some, some restaurant theming. The problem is like the most logical restaurant to do this with is the Brown Derby, but yeah, you've got which is probably not the one to destroy. Right, right. So, I mean, I want to do a new restaurant and whatever the theme may be um, remains to be seen. Alternatively, you can just do what they do in a lot of other places, which is share a kitchen. Yeah, but that, that just makes too much sense to not do it. What, just sharing a kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that something has to be done on the Sunset Boulevard side because if you're building a bunch of stuff back there, you need to be able to mask it. And that is – there's not there's nothing really – to block the view of any backstage area or other show areas there. So it's not really a constraint that the company seems to care much about <laughs> anymore. <fair. laughs> At least not in Epcot, but this is, you know, uh, the park that they care about now because they put star Wars in it. So, and <laughs> since we're putting Marvel in it, they've got to care about these things. Yeah. So, but anyway, by, by demoing all that stuff, I want to put a restaurant there. I kind of like the idea of one that has a passage of time, but at the same time, recognize that a land that has, you know, one entry point in and out, or sorry, two entry points in and out is probably more logical. But anyway. The- so you, you don't have an idea for the restaurant? I don't. If you if you got, got I got one, one for you. I got go for one it. for you. <clears throat> Again, I like to, you know, and Marvel does this in their films and stuff, pays homage to the people who created this stuff. Uh, what if you did, it's kind of a take on what they did at Disneyland Paris with Waltz on Main Street. Okay. What if you have a nice place called Stan's? Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. And it's a, it's it's just a nice restaurant. It's not themed overly themed to the comic books, this and that. But it's definitely a hat tip to Stan Lee and yeah, uh, and his work. Uh, yeah, the the whole restaurant has just different references to the different uh, artists and writers and uh, people that that put you know Marvel on the map. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. Thank Done. you. Sold. Done. Okay. Boom. <laughs> I imagine that we were bo- that we will both uh, say for a musical component of Rogers the Musical because they're building yeah. that in California. Um, I want to do this in the Walt Disney Concert Hall. I think it's a aesthetically interesting building and something that if you recreate it on a smaller scale in Hollywood Studios would be a cool venue. But my musical requirement is Rogers the Musical. Then I came up with two rides. So one of them is. I'd probably put this in the D ticket category, uh, although there are many Omni movers that are an, an E ticket from a scope standpoint. But we now think of E uh, of E tickets as thrill rides. They've got to have some sort of thrill component. Now, I unfortunately. don't. I, I agree, but it's just kind of what the consensus has been. Yeah. So we'll call we'll call this a solid D, perhaps a double D, if you will. <laughs> So this is going to be an Omnimover through the Avengers campus or the Avengers headquarters. Uh, they've taken over an existing building in L.A. or Hollywood. I mentioned Capitol Records as a possibility, but really it's it could cool be building. anything. Yeah, it is. 
you can go through and have AA showing off some of the training, screen showing off some of the training, figure that you could play some uh, uh, some special effects with like the Musion tech, having uh, maybe Vision walk through a wall or Doctor Strange's portals where you're looking out and have kind of dimensional space that doesn't look like you're inside a building anymore. Uh, really just fodder for a bunch of artifacts from the movies and seeing some of the characters that everybody in the family can go through. Because without, I do think that without even going, seeing the movies, I could tell you that that's a ride that I would enjoy, just based on the way you described it. Just it's it's not uh, it's it's not overly thrilling, but it'll have special effects driven things. Kind of, I mean, I don't want to call it a modern day haunted mansion because it's not haunted or anything, but it would have those types of visuals that are sometimes very primitive tech, but. Have an, the, the tell an effective story. So that was the idea. And there's not anything going to go horribly wrong here. That's not, this isn't the ride for that. This is just to, right. uh, to bring every, you into some, that world. Something horribly wrong goes on, on every Disney ride. Hold on. <laughs> no. Carousel of Progress. I mean, there was the blowing of the entire neighborhood. But yeah, that, come on. That went was, horribly right. The, uh, <laughs> exactly. the, paint, the paint mixer. Come on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, the, the big e-ticket that I'm going to do, I'm calling, and uh, hear me out here, the Avengers Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I think we've said on the show. It's a very that, Six Flags uh, well, attraction title. I'm not going to lie to you. Or uh, there's a Doctor Strange movie called The Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I believe when we talked about it on the show, we've said that it's a better ride name than a movie name. So I'm going to own that. But uh, <laughs> the concept of the multiverse is when you're going to a land like this and you're, you've got kind of casual fans of these sorts of things, they want to see every character. And the multiverse concept allows you to do that and really just kind of bend any and all rules. So that's where I'm using this as a jumping off point. Uh, so the pre-show will be self-aware. It features Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. Probably not too dissimilar similar from the beginning of the last Spider-Man movie where Doctor Strange messes something up. So he reopens the multiverse across time and space, and uh, this is where things go horribly wrong. Uh, there's no time to lose, even though it's a battle across time and space, which, you know, uh, I thought that was a silly, dumb thing. But it really, they, you you get the, the stakes put out there, and the reality of it is if you have a time machine, a lot of these stakes don't really matter. But um, we're going to use that as a springboard and excuse to bring in all the villains and heroes that we want to bring in. As for a ride vehicle itself... Isn't overly DeLorean. relevant. <laughs> uh, it isn't overly relevant, but I thought that any of those twelve-person vehicles, like they use at Rise of the Resistance or Indiana Jones or the Spider-Man Scoop vehicles, yeah. would probably be the appropriate vehicle to uh, to tell this story. But you can recreate the. They could put us in the Battle of New York versus Loki. Um, you could have Ultron take over the vehicle at some point, perhaps having Vision, Jarvis, or Karen controlling it. Um, you could have Good Loki appear, and then later. Uh, uh, sorry, you could have good Loki appear after the Battle of New York, so it can be self-referential. Like, weren't you a bad guy two scenes ago? Things like that. As, as someone who doesn't know this franchise, the fact that you can have two characters whose names are Ultron and Karen are, is pretty <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> I assume Karen is the more powerful one. Uh, well, so Ultron is like a <laughs> this is really getting deep into it, but he's an he's an AI created by Tony Stark. As, got it. As his AI come to life and gone bad, so then he creates another AI called Karen. And uh, yeah, Jennifer Connelly, I voice, I believe, voices Karen. If I'm not okay, mistaken, well, I do enjoy me some Jennifer Connelly. I could be, I could be mistaken there. 
She rode a mechanical horse in a show called. Uh, now we got to look this up. Will you, will you about your uh, Can't buy, was it? Can't buy me love. No, that was a different one. It was good. Uh, career opportunities. It is Jennifer Connelly. Okay, you should check that out. She was quite the attractive <laughs> sp- specimen. I don't know what Josh said, and I'm sure it was probably offensive to somebody. But the That's the a other mechanical I- horse. <laughs> The other thing I said um, in that scene in Runaway Railway, when they basically have the entire scene change, you could have Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet bending reality and the scene can change around us in that same way. Um, I also want to have a scene where we get dusted and we can feel what it's like to be dusted. Uh, Josh, do you get that reference? Is that when he snaps his fingers and you die? Exactly. Yep, it yeah. is. See, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what a you guys. Professional podcaster. <laughs> I don't know what you guys envision that uh, to to feel like. I kind of envision like the the purgatory sense that you kind of see represented in movies is like an entirely white room, and that's what I figured it would be. So if Disney could somehow create a room that is entirely white, would be just kind of an interesting thing. <laughs> I think you're. Barking up the wrong tree with this company right now. If you want to I got two point five billion room. dollars. We can, we can do it. <laughs> I, Does I not see comport it. with the diversity objectives. I'm looking <laughs> forward to the. Uh, it won't the, be in there quick. Don't worry about it. The, co- be there the completely right room has historically been called the boardroom. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the uh, what the the Disney Top Seven show in the hotel rooms where she's like over the top and enjoy us telling you like, you know, go, go ride the ride where you, we simulate where it's like you, you get killed by you get uh, killed for five <laughs> years. It's a big, it's a big fish. The cremation experience. <laughs> I, the, 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 uh, you know, New York Times articles, you like, you thought a $5,000 hotel room was bad. There's a new ride where they simulate death. <laughs> it would be funny if, like, in the queue, like, you know how sometimes you see the exit queue from the entrance queue? It's just yep. like a conveyor belt with dust on it. <laughs> that would be great. That would absolutely be great. Like, you could do that. Why and not? There's like a, there's like a camera taking the, the, uh, the off-ride photos are just <laughs> piles of sand. Oh, they should totally do that. I love it. Yeah, well, it's, like, it, it's like in the Haunted Mansion where they have to go add cob- cobwebs. The cast member every night. Go yeah. ahead, dust. Uh, <laughs> Do you, did you guys read that story where right before, like in 1974, it opened, they hired some cleaning crew and didn't brief them properly, yes. and they like yeah. wiped all yeah. the cobwebs out of the whole ride? Yeah. <laughs> I think Good you're job, onto something, guys. Josh, with the on-ride photos. Like you right? get the you get the vehicle and it's just twelve piles of dust. Yeah. <laughs> that sinks with your my Disney experience account. <laughs> the pile of dust has to be at least forty-two inches to ride. <laughs> Mommy, did we die on that ride? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> we, got, don't worry about we got an ADR at, uh, at stands. Let's go, kid. <laughs> Hurry up. Hurry up. Rematerialize yourself. We have an expensive lunch to go eat. And once again, because we have uh, time travel as something that exists in this world, uh, we're brought back in time, uh, just in time for the Avengers to have a final battle, perhaps against a new villain, uh, but whoever it may be. If we want it, this, is, this would be the ride where we would throw in another character it could be um it could be deadpool it could be howard the duck it could be any anybody in between but because you've got the multiversal component to it that would be how i would integrate them so uh those are my two big rides and then we had some repurposing and uh honestly the thing that i like the most is the marvel 101 show hosted by michael pena that's really what i want to see <laughs> i'm a big so, fan of ryan reynolds so i I'm, I'm on board with the deadpool idea I think if uh, if they if they truly make him part of the MCU, which is what the plan is, that having a Deadpool attraction, 
I, I would love to see how they pull that off. So, but anyway, so that was my pitch uh, which, for uh, Hollywood which, Studios. Yeah, as I say, which of these rides are going to head to uh, California? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So I think the Multiverse of Madness attraction would be probably redundant with their Thanos attraction. Uh-huh. So I want to put the Avengers Campus tour there as well as the um, the Marvel 101 show. I think you could take the Muppets Theater and redo that with the Marvel 101 show. Um, I want a shawarma restaurant there as well. But uh, I was thinking that the Avengers Campus tour with a new build probably in that corner where, say, uh, Monsters, Inc. is would be where I'd put that. Hey, you do have that former counter service restaurant building as well. That could maybe yeah, fit there. Yeah. But I, I think that as a, uh, the Multiverse of Madness ride would be redundant. So you can keep Monsters, Inc. right there in the middle of everything else. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we go to uh, to Vito's? before we uh, we hit Ben's idea. So uh, Vito agreed with me in terms of placement that the Hollywood Studios, uh, I think the area in Hollywood Studios that encompasses Rock and Roller Coaster and Racing Academy uh, would be a starting ground. There seems to be space past this area with a few items and then a wooded area behind uh, on Google Earth. Let's say it's feasible placement. I would transition the entrance to Rock and Roller Coaster to be the entrance of the land. I'd make the walls that you can see uh, seem like they blend into the trees as if they're camouflaged. And uh, this is going to apparently cost a billion dollars, according to him. <laughs> Once walking in, it would transition to looking like the inside of, of an Avengers compound, military-like. I'd retheme Rock... <laughs> I should have read his beforehand. <laughs> I, would, I would retheme Rock and Roller Coaster to the Iron Man experience. Oh, already geez. being done. Yep. I mean, th- this is already being done in France. But he said, uh, any ticket, I think, a ride based on the similar ride system for the Forbidden Journey, the Kyla RoboCoaster, uh, where they could have guests in an Iron Man-type vehicle be uh, able to ride along the track from a few familiar Avengers baddies throughout the multiverse. This could include a possible image of Thanos, Ultron, or a current villain, v- villain, villain uh, with the Ascendors, his spelling, working together to buy Doctor Strange time to push them back to their origin. $500 million to do this right. Uh, the D ticket could be a simulated trip aboard the Quinjet to Wakanda with some sort of shenanigans taking place to cause. I do love shenanigans. Uh, Thor, I bought Leader Cola the other day, by the way, to have to summon thunder and lightning, uh, lightning caused by uh, Jet to lose power and such. 400 million for this. And a C ticket would be within the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy and we could use the Hydrolator technology, an elevator, to have the guests ride up to space that is from nope. Captain Marvel. Tim, no, not an <laughs> elevator, a Hydrolator. <laughs> Keep it straight. <laughs> Have them One come into bubbles, contact. The other doesn't. <laughs> have them come into contact with the new members of the Avengers, Moon Knight. This could be uh, more of a dark ride. Cons uh, once up to the station, seeing some of the more outer space Avengers, Guardians, Captain Marvel, Thor, etc. Moon Knight can make an experience trying uh, make an appearance, trying to learn more about the Sun and the Moon. And one of the Celestials gets involved. I'm thinking 250 to 300 million by sing along as a cop out. I bring the traveling version of the Rogers Broadway show. Rough budget, 2.4 billion. So that's that's what, that's what Joe's thoughts were. He only budgeted. Like he's clearly pandering to Ben with this sing along. Oh, completely! I, I'm going to just cut this from the idea right now. He's only spending fifty to seventy five million on his uh, Broadway theater, though. So he's not going to do it right like Ben would with a three hundred right. million dollar theater. That's right. <laughs> it's a very Vermont like view of economics. I will say yeah, that exactly. It's all free. <laughs> Uh, all right, I've, I've talked long enough. Ben, your turn. Uh, so, for my spot in Florida, uh, there were a few thought, a few areas I was thinking about, but uh, there's one piece of land that just sticks out to me. It's it's one that 
you know, if you in say Epcot, I'm gonna fucking come over there and kick you <laughs> in the nuts. <laughs> in a world where they're trying to generate revenue, uh, you know, out of every inch of uh, property they have, yep, this is a very expensive piece of land to currently run. Uh, that if the, the, the you know just getting rid of this part, you know, part of the expenses that they currently do on it would save them a ton of money. Okay. Let alone adding on attractions and shopping and dining and stuff to actually start generating money. So I'm going to take Kilimanjaro Safaris at <laughs> Animal Kingdom. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. I just wanted Tim to get really pissed. I, I, <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be Spaceship Earth. <laughs> I'm going to see how many things I can jam in Spaceship Earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going Hollywood Studios as well. Alien. <laughs> that's where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I but mean, I, that's the obvious choice. I'm going to the other side of the park. Oh, okay. And my thought is, if I'm going to do this, we're going to go big. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if Disney ever got the rights to Marvel, I mean, I you're think right. I only spent 2.5 billion. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well. By all means, take the handcuffs off, Ben. That's right. Obviously, I have no idea how much things cost to make. uh, I don't think I spent two point five billion. (laughs) But we're going to take the uh, the left side of the park uh, from Echo Lake, Echo Lake, all the way back to Galaxy's Edge. And I mean everything. So we'll touch on some of that in a minute. And some people You're will be pissed. You're getting rid of Muppets? Uh, ben, ben is going to be pissed. <laughs> Let me get there. <laughs> so first off, I'm going to take Echo Lake. I'm going to get rid of Dinosaur Gertie. I'm going to get rid of Minidil. Minidils. 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 It's a totally different place. Dildo Madness. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get rid of that, and I'm going to get rid of Indiana Jones, Epic Spectacular. I'm going to turn this all into like a Central Park area, but l- l- maybe rewind for a second. I'm going to turn this into New York. You want okay. Hollywood? I'm going New York. I'm going everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going everything. I mean, well, it, it. A New York that never was, but always will be. That's what the theme of the park is. <laughs> hey, we did have streets of New York, you know, the streets of New York in the park. This is, it's, it, there is, uh, Streets of America, but okay. Streets That's true. We got, we got the flat yeah, iron there, I think. It, it was New York Street, though, that, that was the main, the main stretch there. Yes, on the Hollywood back lot, but yes. Yeah. yeah but, but still, we're, Don't we're paying too a, hard. <laughs> we're paying a little respect there. Also, so much of the Marvel Universe happens in New York. So it makes sense for a lot of this stuff to go there. So we're going to start with uh, Echo Lake. We're going to turn this into like a Central Park area that extends back into uh, uh, Indiana Jones. And I'll get to what this leads to here in a second. But before we get back that far, we got uh, Hollywood and Vine uh, restaurant, which I would just keep as a diner, a New York diner. Sure. Why not? Uh, But right next to it, you got the 50s Primetime Cafe. We've talked about this before. It screams WandaVision. I, I would yeah, love it to be a, it, it's a, it's again, a diner type setting, but everybody in there is brainwashed and taken over by Wanda. And that, that becomes. They should just do this tomorrow. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're playing the stuff on the TVs and the dining staff. They all, you carry on that whole deal instead of, uh, you know, mom and dad back there cooking the food. There's something a little off about every one of these characters. And it's all because they're under the hex of Wanda. Uh, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of leads that it. story going through there for frozen sing along. This is where I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> this is where, you know, in Hollywood, I had thought about putting the El Capitan theater here, uh, mm-hmm. because that is right across the street from, uh, the Chinese theater. Uh, yeah, so it made sense. sense to do that. But if we're going to go New York, we're going to turn this into the Richard, Richard Rogers theater. 
and this, you know, Hamilton played there, and this is Rogers the Musical is a playoff of Hamilton, so sure, yeah. it makes sense to make this a Richard Rogers. We're gonna take that whole outdoor uh, waiting area before you go into the theater, and since we're not gonna really redo the theater in there and make it like what we what they have in Hollywood uh, with, with with the uh, upper decks and tiered seating, we're not gonna change anything in there. It's gonna be the stage and the current seating that have the for sing along. So to make up for that, that whole outdoor waiting the holding pin area, we're gonna enclose that. That's gonna become you know really detailed, really ornate, as if you're going into a theater in New York City before you enter uh, the seating area to watch the show. And we'll have Rogers the musical. Uh, inside here. Can we have right a smell now- like urine? <clears throat> we can. Totally. Oh, there will totally be bums on the outside. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I think they are, that is not the correct term nowadays. Uh, hobo. I think they're called unhoused people. <laughs> <laughs> My streetmosphere, they'll be begging for money, just like current streetmosphere are. <laughs> well, that's accurate. <laughs> around Orlando. <laughs> not going to lie, I need crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Outside of Rogers the Musical, we have uh, the the current Mickey Shorts Theater. Yep. And we're going to redo the outside of this to look like, uh, you know... Sounds dangerous with Drew Carey. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold on. Seinfeld. Uh, The outside is going to look like an office building. Uh, A lot of this will look... I I want to recreate the streets of New York. This allows for attractions to be hitting behind doors, you know, to go into, but it also can set up areas for little walk-in shops. Uh, you can have carts for, for quick service food and stuff like on the street, hot dog carts, things like that. It leads for all that, but the, the, you know, right next to the Rogers theater, you're going to have another building. There's going to be a door right there. And on the door, it's going to say the law offices of, uh, Murdoch and fog, uh, of Nelson, Murdoch and Nelson. Didn't that exist at one point in like the Pixar place area? I feel that it did. Might have. Uh, anyway, sorry. Continue. So, but I, we're, I, sorry. Go ahead. I, I love the idea of hidden attractions. Mm-hmm. The company hates it. If you think about how Tomorrowland used to be in Magic Kingdom, there wasn't like gratuitous signage. There were just sort of very subtle entrances, and they just could not deal with that shit. And now we have the monstrosity that we've got. So I think your idea is great, but I think it's incompatible with the sensibilities of management. Or more yeah, accurately, the stupid guess. But I mean, yeah. one of the best examples of this was Indiana Jones and Disneyland, and people ultimately found it. So if the yep. attraction is good enough, I agree. And I'm especially with concerned. smartphones and the app, if they want to have tie-in, like you can, you know, you can create a data pad kind of experience where you can keep the aesthetic of the land more pure and guide people right. with their technology. I mean, there, there's definitely going to have to be some evolution in all of that as we they move forward. They kind of have this in Pandora too. They, I mean, like. Yeah, it's the the land. Those attractions aren't yeah. labeled particularly well. Uh, they have it in Galaxy's Edge. It's yeah, just so yeah. much. It's so much more immersive when it's subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. Well, that's why I want you to go into the law officers of uh, Murdoch and Nelson. And yes, we are going to pay homage, and we are going to go back to the sounds dangerous days. Okay, because Marvel has a superhero who is blind there and uses go. his yeah. other senses, and you're gonna uh, <laughs> when you. When you walk in, you're in a law office, and you're going to lead you into the theater, and we're going to bring back the binaural audio. I would love to see what the newest technology and the latest deal is. To, to you know, I thought it was cool back in the day. I loved it. Uh, I, the attraction itself was meh, but the technology and stuff was something I had never experienced before, and a lot of people had never done anything like that before, the 3D audio sound. So bringing back the, the 3D audio, bringing back you know smells, bringing back you know, maybe a water effects, whatever in there to, to heighten the other senses and take away your sight, just like Daredevil, I think would make for a pretty cool little 
you know, D ticket attraction to pull people in and, uh, would have it be a fun. theater attraction or would it be, yeah, a, t- t- okay. it, yeah, it'd be a theater attraction and you're, you're experiencing New York or you're experiencing a battle. You're experiencing a storyline the same way daredevil does. I, so, I love the idea. I just think that practically they'd never do another thing like that because they hadn't had success with it. They looked at Drew Carey. He's a problem. When Ben talks about binaural audio, all I can think about is some like 19-year-old girl opening a pack of gum. <laughs> it's going to be a big hit. Well, hey. I'm scratch my fingernails on this piece of sand. I, I like the idea that you're trying to pay tribute to the past using Marvel, and I think yeah. that's a really cool concept. Yeah, so we're, I, we need things to do in this park. That's the that's the other key. If you put uh, you know two more major attractions in there with nothing else, little little road bumps in the way to keep yeah. you from going to the other ones, we need more things like this in this park. We've been saying that for years, and so this is, uh, you know, and one you of those little two point five billion too. So you yeah, gotta yeah. you, you gotta do things like this and you repurpose can, existing you, facilities. We're gonna get Bose to sponsor it, so they'll pay for, they'll go. foot a huge bill on it, and we'll be fine. There you go, perfect. The the problem with that park in my mind. I don't want to derail this too much. It's not worth talking about, but the layout <laughs> is so problematic. Why aren't like you when, drunk w- yet? What do you talk about, you know, injecting a whole bunch of attractions the the haphazard layout of that place becomes worse. You know, the thing that saves yeah. the fact that it's a, a rat maze right now is the fact that there isn't a million things to do. That's where it's, I mean, the fact that you have uh, the dead end that is Sunset Boulevard right now. Yep. It just screams that as an obvious area for expansion. I don't. I don't disagree yep. with Ben that the left side of that park also needs work as well. But I don't think that's as problematic an area as just the lack of utilized space and the dead end that is the rock and roller coaster and uh, Tower of Terror area. So yep. anyway, sorry. If you could bring that around and connect, uh, they're just increasing flow would do so much for that. I think and yep. open up so many more spaces to 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 build new attractions completely anyway continue well as you leave daredevil sounds dangerous <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll uh, exit right back into the uh central park area okay and Be this, immediately. this is <laughs> this is leading back <laughs> well you won't because of where you're going uh <laughs> this is going back over towards epic uh the, the stunt spectacular it's gonna be lots of trees lots of trees the that cool will kids call it epic Epic. That's what, that's what we called it back in the day. That's what you call it if you have a if you have an epic ship uh, shift. That's what it was. Um, lots of foliage, lots of trees. You'll foliage? eventually Fol- foliage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's foliage. Fol- trees. Word, Fol- Fol- foliage. Foliage. Steric. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Sorry. Where was I going? Okay. So, uh, but you're putting tinfoil on trees. Got that's right. Trees. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the trees will eventually separate to where you'll see in the distance. Yeah, because you put foil all over them. Sorry, last one. Boxite forest. What you'll see, what you'll see uh, as you pass through the trees off in the distance is a large mansion. Okay. Is it it's, the ex- it's the Xavier Institute. It's the Xavier School for the Gifted Youngsters. It's the X Men Mansion. Okay. This is where. One of my major attractions is going to be, this is going to be, we talked about it a couple episodes back where I got to find a way to put web slingers into this park. I loved it. I loved the attraction. I loved uh, the technology. This is you going to uh, school under the uh, guidance of Professor Xavier, Professor X, and you're going into the danger room and you're training to become an X-Man. To be clear, uh, Josh, not the danger zone. I know you don't like that. (laughs) And... 
what I liked on on web slingers was <laughs> you know you flicked your wrist and it shot the webs, but also. <laughs> The technology recognized if you did different things. So if you like grabbed and pulled, it did certain stuff. So it can recognize different hand motions. If you grabbed and pulled with your wrists, yeah, it did different things. Got it. Yep. And so I want each one of the scenarios to be that way. So one scene is going to be you're being taught by Wolverine, and you're doing claw attacks. The I next scene, do that. I don't want to grab and pull with Wolverine claws. <laughs> Lord, Edward Scissorhands, Master Bitterlands, done. <laughs> The next scene, you're with Gambit. You're you're using the kinetic uh, energy to throw cards. Uh, Iceman yeah. shooting shooting the ice blast. So every scene is you training to be an X Man using their powers and using their motions in that way in that scenario. I don't know if this is going to be just fully a training deal to where at the end, kind of like what you said with your ride, nothing bad happens, or halfway, yeah. you know, at the end, Magneto makes an attack on the mansion, and then all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, like Wolverine, you're in Berserker mode, and you're using everything that you learned in the previous rooms to take down Magneto with the X Men. But I if think it's we, a- if we have to go into Berserker mode, can we have a clerk's reference and just have just the news say, pop in and say, "Do you want to Berserker. make Berserker?" <laughs> <laughs> But My actually, love for I like, you is I mean, ticking clock. Berserker. <laughs> That's what you're singing at the end. Of, you're singing Berserker at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Suck any dick on your way to the parking lot. I think I was... Was that the same movie? That was yeah, Mallrats. It was. 30, no, was, okay. was 37. 37 ticks. It's like the Space Camp model, where this is just a trading event, but then something goes horribly yeah, wrong, and you, now you actually have to perform. It's a, it's a winner. I think that it especially appeals to young people because it allows them to be in the place of you know an adult where they normally couldn't be. I mean, it's you a, have it's good four to five trip. minutes to you. You have four to five minutes to tell a theme park story. That is one that works. Let's not yep. try to overthink these things. And yeah, if you could really, we're coming up with hypotheticals here, but you could have it where you're called into action or not. It's yep. not overly relevant to the gameplay, the excitement, the enjoyment of the ride, to be honest yep. with you. And I, th- I think it would leave for a cool setting. You have a large mansion that hides the show building. Sure. You know, the queue itself inside the mansion would be pretty awesome. This yeah. actually is where you could have your Daredevil reference, uh, a Daredevil, your uh, Deadpool reference. If you remember uh, in the last Deadpool, he goes to the, the X-Men mansion and they open the yep. doors and there's different yeah, classes yeah. going on. So as you pass by, there could be classes going on with Beast in one room and you know, Deadpool in another room and you can make several references in the queue before you ever get on the ride. It's so right. easy to do, like just a better version of what they have in the new imagination, you know, or just like voices yeah. and yeah. silhouettes and windows. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's one of my big rides. I, okay. I, I thought I that like was it. a lot of fun there. So what kind of ride uh, system do you have in mind? It's the web slingers ride. So it's okay. the, it's essentially toy story mania for okay. so okay. four person toy story vehicles. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. family friendly, everybody can ride. Uh, which that park again needs more of those things where they can uh, everybody can enjoy it. Yep. So that takes <laughs> us back out. Uh, we're gonna start heading back towards Galaxy's Edge. Uh, that's gonna lead us to Star Tours over on your left hand side. Okay, we kill them that. You're gonna turn that into hotel. <laughs> we are. I, I this one this one I'm going to take the page out of uh, what Beow Wolf. Uh, I want this wolf. <laughs> Is this where the Tinfoil Forest comes into play? <laughs> Did you say Beowulf? No, Beowulf. <laughs> 
No, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I, I Oh yeah, yeah, mis- you're I, the wrong I, one. No, 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 hold on. Ah, hold funny on. Jokes. I I thought you were referencing uh classic literature. I didn't Me realize too. you were going over a Las Vegas entertainment area. Yes. Meow Wolf. Where, I apologize. Oh. Thank you. Oh yeah. I, I, Tim and I are on the same jo- page. Uh-huh. Both Josh and I were on the same page because we yeah. are uh, literary because uh, yeah. we graduated com- literary literary com- like comedians. Also, I fucking hated Beowulf. That was atrocious. But anyway. Wasn't there some fingering in that? I do recall some erotic sections. I didn't get that far. <laughs> oh, I finished <laughs> you, it. I always finish. Ask any of my lovers. So Beowulf the ride, got it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to redo this show building uh, again. We're back on the streets of New York. I like their whole deal to where it looks like a convenience store. It looks like a grocery store when you go yeah, do there. You know what you this go, is, Josh? This is kind of this is really cool, actually. And you go through a back door. Oh, it's amazing. Paint me, a, paint me a word picture like one of your French girls. <laughs> go for it. So it's an interactive, like an art exhibit that has a a storyline behind it. It's like a three to four hour experience, but it's Galactic Star Cruiser could have been exactly a hotel. It's something a lot of people have talked about how, you know, Galactic Star Cruiser doesn't stay open for a year. And then this place is opening multiple locations all over the country and doing what Disney should have done. Uh, But the one in Vegas, how it starts off is it looks like a convenience store. And everything in there is a piece of art. So it's all, it's all, uh, mock brands. So it's different artists making fun of, you know, consumerism essentially. Like Andy Warhol sort of stuff. Exactly. But the crazy thing is everything in there is actually for sale. You can buy everything that you grab in there. And then the very back, there's the, the that's like compatible with Disney culture. It is. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, And in the back, there's this like this door that goes into like the freezer section. And right. you walk through this door and you walk down this hallway and it just opens up into this like 60,000 foot warehouse of bizarre batshit crazy stuff. Okay. And this to me sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's it's very cool. We actually have one opening here in Dallas, uh, like in the next couple months. Uh, I can't wait to go to it. So I want to recreate that kind of setting uh, for Star Tours. The outside is going to look, I don't, you know, don't want to rip it off necessarily straight up for a convenience store, but maybe it's a bodega. That yeah, uh, you go into and you walk through the back of the bodega and you go through this back door and all of a sudden you're in a secret shield headquarters. Okay, I like it. And uh, so the front is just a front for what they're trying Josh, to do. What shield? Uh, Drink. Isn't that a cop show set in New York? The shield. That was set in Los Angeles. Michael, the one you're referring. Michael, Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, not, LA. he's not in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> He was in the non-MCU. He was uh, Ben Grimm in the Fantastic Mm. Four movies. Fair. The thing. Anyway, continue. Uh, So we're going to repurpose the attraction, though. Uh, You go in there and you're in S.H.I.E.L.D. This is going to be a Nick Fury-led attraction. I jokingly called it Fury Road. I love how we love these 40-year-old simulators. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they're Uh, onto something. (laughs) But, you know, Nick Fury in all these Marvel movies, the one thing he's always in is awesome car chase scenes. Okay. We're going to turn these simulators into shield vehicles that you board, and it's a, uh, you know, the, the storyline will be something crazy that they recruit you in. Uh, there's a battle with, you know, Hydra or whatever no-name uh, 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 villain that's out there do, doing some dastardly deed in New York, but uh, essentially you're Snidely working with... whiplash. <laughs> I would love that. There's a woman tied to the train tracks. We have to... So hot. <laughs> Uh, Why don't but, they ever tie in long ways? 
the one thing with the sim- <laughs> the one thing with the Disney simulators, it's always been flying. So this will be a little bit different experience where it's driving, it's low to the ground, it's speed, it's quick, you know, pitching and turning. Uh, but the it, it, I had thought that you could do the Iron Man experience from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to just go straight for a, a copy of that. But they essentially you know repurpose that old attraction and 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 in the same way. It's a cheap way to get a new Disney uh, attraction. You're spending way more money probably on the queue uh, than anything, but and part of the what the part of the I wouldn't call him a B list, C list, D list uh, Marvel character, but he's not one of the top you know five big ones. So to have a attraction based on Fury working with Shield going against another uh, enemy, I thought that would be fun. So that's what we're gonna. I mean, put. he's kind of the Godfather of all, of all this, though. He is. Like, he is, which means he probably deserves an attraction at some time. Uh, yeah. You know, in all these years, he's been the thread that goes through, but he's never been the. Uh, He's never been the lead until we got the new uh, Secret Invasion movie. Always uh, going a bride, on. man. So, uh, Dude, TV show. Alert. That's right. So, uh, yeah, Fury Road. It's uh, it's going to be uh, a repurpose <laughs> of uh, Star Tours. You just wanted the name. You came up with a name first. Fury and then you're Road. Like, I love <laughs> totally. it. <laughs> well, it, it was that, and, the, and it's kind of the... Uh, Fury Road Madness. <laughs> again, the, the, the Meow Wolf, but it's also a hat tip to uh, what I think they do really well at Universal with uh, Men in Black. And yeah. how they fake that cue, and then all of a sudden is, you're in. Yeah, I, get, I like I, it. Yeah, I want to. I want to do that whole same type deal. Okay. Uh, and so, in the way the uh, the queue is at Star Tours, I mean, it, you have two rooms that can be set up as major Shield headquarters. You know, just think of all the. I don't know what you would want to put in there, but it's just think of a <laughs> room with a bunch of agents or whatever. You have audio, and it's almost like you do Mission Control again from uh, Mission to Mars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to have agents at their computers and. Yeah, the big screens. Yep. <laughs> but you have, the, you have the big screens with Nick. You know, you're paying a lot of attention to that. That's where all the storylines could get pushed through on those large Basically screens. Basically, like, Nick Fury like tells Norad. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tracking Santa maybe, Claus. Maybe everybody Nick- want everybody wants to think that someone is keeping an eye on everything, even though. Yeah. As you grow older, you realize that everyone's just all fucked up. <laughs> and then the uh, the second room that currently has the baggage scans uh, yeah. with the with the droid that's be a perfect spot for a Nick Fury AA. To uh, okay. you know, kind of put you on your mission, go get on the vehicle, and call get us going. badass motherfuckers. That's right. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so it's not badass. It's, ba- it's just bad motherfucker. Bad, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, gotta sorry. get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucker. Can <laughs> <laughs> be snakes and on a plane? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we're gonna leave there. We're gonna go outside. We got baseline tap house. Uh, I okay. love the bar. I like that there, but we need to make it Marvel. So we're gonna make that Josie's bar from Daredevil. Okay. So again, it's kind of a dive bar in the middle of New York City, but nothing, nothing too crazy there. Just kind of a retheme of uh, of the area, but keep it serving the drinks as we need. I am going to get rid of the sci-fi dine-in though. Uh oh, blasphemy! I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, considering I can't get a reservation there to save my life for like the last three trips, the Paris uh, brothers are going to be crying over that one. <laughs> uh, this is going to be uh, the the Daily Bugle though. That's the right okay. one, right? I always I always get Daily Bugle. The Spider-Man. Planet, different. Yes. Yes. Even I get that reference. And this is going to be a family attraction. This is maybe a, the kids' attraction in the area. But we are going to be uh, hired by J. Jonah Jameson okay. to be photographers to go out and get pictures of Spider-Man. We're going to use the ride system from Monsters, Inc. Hide-and-Go-Seek uh, okay. from Tokyo. And, dip, you know, again, uh, it's, that's not even an Omni-Mover. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's basically the Toy rail. Story ride system. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So can scene I take by pictures scene, of Mary Jane instead? And you have little flashes <laughs> you on can. you have you have cameras you. with little flashes on them, and each room's gonna be set up. And there's Spider Man 
avail and, and you're taking photos for the Daily Planet for J. Jonah Jameson to get the the, the put in the paper for the next day. Figure it's fun, fun, simple, easy, and uh, family friendly to go in that spot. So, so to, to modernize it, we've got uh, cameras and mm-hmm. newspapers. <laughs> yep, <laughs> two things you know, that kids love. That's right. <laughs> I actually, I actually think it's a great idea because as this company gets I more mean, and more brand, afraid of doing anything with a gun. It's a yeah. way to yep. point something yep. at another thing and yeah, rack up fair. a score. Yeah. So I think that's actually a really good idea and certainly compatible with uh, what this company seems to be headed toward. I mean, I'm mocking it. It's absolutely on brand for Spider-Man. But I think, I think it's just funny that the premise is you're getting stuff for a newspaper and you're using a an old camera to do it. That's Let me all. give you a counterpoint. High school kids are buying vinyl records again. Fair, so true. What's, true. what's old is new again. True. If they'll think they invented a fucking like film camera if you give it to them. <laughs> I just remember the conversation that I had with my nephews when we got them those underwater cameras that had film in them, and you couldn't have scripted anything better for their lack of understanding as to how this worked. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. And honestly, I just I love J.K. Simmons, so anyway, I can shoehorn him okay. into any attraction, kind of yelling at you. And this would be the one from the Tobey Maguire version, where he's okay. kind of the, the yeah. very over-the-top cartoon uh, uh, version of uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I want him in there. Uh, I mean, he's still kind of over charge. the top in the uh, Yeah, in the but it's, it's way too much hinting towards uh, current politics that uh, yeah that's fair i mean he's uh, supposed to be like an alex jones type (laughs) it's exactly (laughs) so uh so then we get over to pizza rizzo we're gonna keep that i love pizza oh my god (laughs) you're kidding this is the one thing you're gonna keep (laughs) Uh, no uh (laughs) so there's nothing sacred to bad except for what (laughs) should be demolished immediately (laughs) rat pizza (laughs) exactly god so I have two thoughts for here. Since we're going New York theme, I thought about maybe just keeping it in a New York pizzeria. Okay. No, why don't you make it the best slice in New York, Asparo? Be- yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I was either going just generic pizza, uh, pizza, pizza, pizzeria, or Not a bad know, case I, of pizzeria. In, in <laughs> California, they have the te- uh, the Pim's Test Kitchen. Yep. Maybe they finally figured it out, and now it's just Pim's Kitchen. Okay. <laughs> they yeah, tested everything there. So now we have our actual restaurant. Uh, Pim's so, 2.0. Yeah, so Pim's one XP. of the two there. I, I loved Pim's out there. Uh, I would like it in a larger setting like this. I think it deserves it. I think the food quality was excellent and, and uh, would be a big hit uh, in this park. And it keeps another character storyline moving along. Yeah, no, I like it. I have a big attraction for Muppets that I'll save <clears throat> um, for last. Because I still want to go over to Mama, I want to get over to Mama Melrose. This might be my favorite idea out of all of these. Okay, is Luis involved? He's not, but we've done a is lot. Trevor of Trevor Slattery involved? That's that's one thing that I missed. I didn't get Trevor Slattery in my land. <laughs> he, uh, I love Trevor. He actually might be here. Actually, he could be. Absolutely, he's in my ride. I just decided now. He's in my multiverse ride. So we have a lot of hero stuff. Yeah, in this area. Hero this, hero that, good guys, good guys. I'm going to take Mama Melrose, and I'm turning this into the Kingpin speakeasy. I like it. This is the villain's restaurant, the villain's bar, the villain's hangout. This is going to be... Uh, Can again, it have I a would, hidden bar like uh, 
I would love it. Tunnels, that sort of thing. I would, I would love it to where you've got a knock on the door, the little slides open, and that's how they let you in. And you're in there with the, the scum of the MCU. Uh, you go in there and have a nice drink, go in there and get some food, but you might see Kingpin walk by. You might see Doctor Doom walk by. You might see villains from all over the MCU come come through there, uh, brag about what they're, they've done, talk about their plans. It's, uh, it's a definite theater in the round type deal. Uh, it's, it's not a show per se at all, but it's a it's what Galaxy's Edge was going to have. We're going to have it here now with actual, you know, villains that instead of just generic space people that you were going to interact with, this is, uh, you know, you might run into Bullseye. You might run into, uh, again, the King. Toy Story? No, not that one. You won't want that one. Uh, but I love this idea. I, 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 and it's back in that back corner of the park to where it's hidden from everything else uh, as the villains typically do. They hide in the shadows. Uh, I wanted something that we could pay a little have a little fun with those guys in a different way. Did, did I tell you that I didn't talk to Vincent D'Onofrio once at TCA? No. <laughs> no, I, I like that a lot. And I think anything that brings in, and again, they're not going to ever do this with a lot of equity actors, but something to that effect where you have those uh, shady characters just kind of in an environment like that. I wish they would do more things like that. Uh, it yeah, doesn't yep. necessarily have to be tied to, to Marvel, but to have those types of things going on, uh, that would have been great if they did that over like the Edison and mm-hmm. the, uh, that entire complex. Oh, yeah. If they had integrated that into the, uh, the hidden prohibition area that they've got there. Um, Enzo's hideaway, like just have like a couple of characters fabricated for that. Yeah. And, and kind of going back to like the uh, the X Men mansion with the rooms, like even if it's just audio behind a wall, behind a door, yeah. where you hear Doctor Octopus talking to so and so about what they're gonna, you know, we got to do this to Spider Man, we got to get this, you know, whatever. But uh, to have some face characters walking through there from time to time to interact as well would take that to another level. Here's somebody being tortured in the back room, that sort of thing. Love it, love it. Great for a Disney theme park. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It. That brings me to Muppet Vision. Okay. So, what if these is not like the other? <laughs> well, I don't is, feel that you have the ability to kill the Muppets, so I'm very curious to what you have to say here. This originally was for DCA. This was, it this was two billion for him to do this. This was my big thought process for DCA. He's on and, the take and, and morphed it to, to Florida when this uh, project, you know, the, this uh, thought experiment went that way. Because when I was at DCA. The way Muppets is set over over there, it's an afterthought. Nobody goes in there. Yeah. It's not. It's not thought of. Uh, well, it's not even Muppets anymore. It's now uh, Philharmagic, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly. It is Philharmagic now. But even that, like, there's very little advertising for it. There's not like it's just a. It's a blank space, man. It's a waste yeah. of space. And this was when we were talking about if we move Marvel throughout the rest of that area of DCA. I was like, man, this theater is the perfect spot for this. And it it combines several concepts. Okay. I mean, Disney and Universal over the years have done some amazing things with 3D movies. And we're not taking that attraction out. You know, this is still going to be a 3D attraction, but on a very modern scale level with, with the most modern technology. And my thought is this is an Ant-Man and the Wasp attraction that uses elements from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience 
in a Marvel battle sequence. So it's kind of taking Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, combining it with some of the stuff that's still there with Muppets, uh, the the final sequence where the walls get destroyed and there's been, you know, it looks like a battle happened in there when the cannon blows everything up. Okay. So there's things there. I also did the uh, Kung Fu Panda experience at Universal Hollywood that had the motion seats that went along with the action on screen. It also had projection mapping on the walls around that completely wrapped around you. So right now, Muppets just uses those scrims and projections. Yeah, yeah. We would take that, you know, at the end, I, th- I still like the physical look of destruction uh, as opposed to just a projection of destruction up there. But during the entire show itself, you would, you would use projection mapping on those walls surrounding you as opposed to just uh, the scrims and projections. If you can make it as good as Born Experience, then I would say that's a winner. So I, I definitely – I don't have necessarily stunt show stuff going in there, but yes, the, the video quality from uh, yeah, the Born that, stunt show where yeah. it looks like it is absolutely real happening around you. What do we say? Would, it's all of the Ks? Yeah. 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 Uh, the other element that I would map in here, and I love, you know, Waldorf and Statler. I love the audio animatronics that go along with the movie itself to bring that realism to it. Mm-hmm. Where this brings in Ant-Man and the Wasp is I would have a f- stages on both sides the same way Hopper is on for It's Tough to Be a Bug. Yep. And when the audience is shrunk down by a Pym particle. Or Bonnie Appetit. And- yeah. 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 When when we're shrunk, pants, Josh. when mm. we're shrunk down to the size of Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, fruit, fruit. <laughs> using the pin particles, you can have audio animatronics of Ant Man and the Wasp on each side of you, and they're the real size because they're the same size as us. They've been shrunk down like okay. us, so instead of them being incorporated necessarily in the screens uh, by themselves, we actually have them appear multiple times uh, in the battle with you. Okay, and you know, th- this combines elements of the, the one thing that we, you know, Bourne was great, but we also, I loved Terminator 2 and some of the action sequences they brought in there as well. So it's, it's bringing a, uh, you know, if there's a way to do motion with the seats, maybe it's a way to, you know, Tom Corliss put that picture out of how terrible the seats currently are. Maybe you rip out all the seats from Muppets and you put in the 4DX motion simulator seats in every spot. Uh, As opposed to making a base like uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was, which I know had issues with the, uh, I mean, that was a a massive motion simulator underneath that massive audience uh, and and from time to time would have issues with uh, the If the the, Yeti has taught us anything, it's it's smaller is better. Yeah. So individual 40X seats around the uh, board, but it's a, uh, it's a battle in New York. Ant-Man and the Wasp are there helping you. Uh, you use projection mapping, you use physical sets, you use physical elements, you use 4K 3, uh, uh, 3D on those screens. Uh, you put as many audio animatronics in there as you can. You, you, you use the Penguin Orchestra pit to, uh, you know, have different whatever you need there. Uh, villains can pop up. You can have ants pop up from there. <laughs> and you've got uh, large ants, the you know, like auntie, uh, the Anthony. size of of you, <laughs> uh, in there. And, uh, Antonio your, Banderas. what's, what's your guy's name, uh, that you have over in your Marvel history, uh, show. I forget his name. Luis, Luis can be uh, Luis, in, yes. the, in the pre-show. Uh, so there we get go. Luis worked in, uh, with our sequence over here. So, uh, I love their four, uh, 3d movies. Uh, and I love different parts of all the different ones that are out there. And this would be a great way to incorporate the best elements 
from each of the ones into one massive, new, over-the-top, multi-sensory 3D experience. I like the idea quite a bit, but I'll ask you this question and you have to answer honestly. If Josh Tomorrow announced this morning that they're replacing Muppets with an, a 3D Ant-Man attraction, what would your reaction be? I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that's how, that's, I mean, I love Muppets. I do not want it to go away. It's not going to last. No, it's not. It's I not. mean, it's, it's not. I, if, and I might be in the minority of the you know, sacred ground of what it is, but I'm also in, in the realistic side of it as well. And it's just sitting in a piece of property that's way too valuable. Yeah, we talk about stuff being Fantasyland adjacent. Now you're looking at Galaxy's Edge adjacent. You're screwed. It's going to go away at some point. And uh, I'd rather have something like that maybe than, you know, I don't know what they would do with Star Wars. Maybe they put something cool there. But if if you get the elements to do something really cool with, I think they could do this Ant-Man idea DCA tomorrow and it would be a hit. Yeah, probably. Uh, And that's why if it was, uh, you know, a hit there bring it out to the Florida eventually if they ever got those rights it would make sense but uh, to me I think they could do this experience they should be thinking of doing something like this in that current Philhar Magic theater because nobody's going to that and if you make that a Marvel attraction right next to that you know that the, right now the who wants to be a millionaire theater uh, that's right next to Philhar Magic yep. uh, at D- DCA it's a massive Marvel store it's it's all it is they're not using that building in anything else but selling Marvel merchandise so they it's also a way- don't have out in California Adventure. Uh, side note here: they don't have any of the, I guess, receptacles, the holders of the Infinity Stones that they do have out in Florida yeah, as a no. merchandise option, which no. is interesting. Like those were, were I don't know if they were flying off the shelves, but they were definitely selling as like one hundred dollar pieces of plastic out of the Cosmic Rewind gift shop. Yeah, I'm contemplating getting one on this next trip. Don't 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 hate me. I looked at them, uh, Josh, so uh, I know you're at least conceptually familiar with Thanos and the Infinity Stones. Yeah. So each one of them had something that uh, they were encased in uh, in the movies. So they built like higher quality versions of these as souvenirs. The funnier one is the Tesseract, which is literally just a blue cube, and it's basically a $99 blue cube. There's nothing (laughs) – there's nothing – I mean, none of this is functionally useful, but the other ones are at least aesthetically interesting. I think, honestly, one thing I've said on every Disney podcast I've been on, which is God knows how many now, Disney sucks at merchandising because they don't – they produce sort of tacky – tchotchke type stuff instead of things that feel like they're a part of the world that their fans obviously love and to me without even having seen them what you're describing sounds to me like a much more compelling souvenir like if i'm if i'm at a theme park especially if i'm not a local and it's my you know once in five year trip there and i'm a big fan of this franchise and i get to ride it I'm going to, I'm not going to hesitate to spend a hundred bucks on that, to have a piece of that permanently. Like to me, that's what they should be selling. I was joking with Gary. Well, I wasn't even really joking, but Gary sent a picture of the Epcot entrance pavilion to me the other day, mainly because it was, the weather was shit and it looked like a tornado was about to take out spaceship yeah, yeah. earth. But there's these flags that are flying that have all the pavilion logos on them. And they're so cool. I'm like, yeah. I would pay a hundred bucks a piece for one of those flags. You know, I'm not going to buy them all at once, but like you can't buy that. There, there's so many obvious merchandising opportunities that they don't take that I don't even yeah. to me, like your Ben was saying, don't hate me. 
to me, that sounds like a much more reasonable purchase than a $40 pair of mouse ears. It's a, it's, I mean, they're literally like office desk paperweight size. And that's, that's what it would aesthetically be. Uh, so um, the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. Is kind How many of a are funky there? Looking, uh, there'd be six of them. Although I, th- yeah, I don't that's, know. Th- th- this is genius. Like, so is- like the the uh, the Tesseract cube is all right. It's it's kind of dumb. It's like a glowing blue cube. The ones that I thought were interesting were the uh, thing that encased the Power Stone, which is kind of like a a rock orb looking thing. Um, that on a pedestal is just kind of a decorative thing that you could put on a desk, uh, at work. Um, then there's the, the necklace Dr. Strange wears that, ha- that is aesthetically interesting as well. Then you get into things that are like a scepter, which is a little bit harder to, uh, uh, to put as like an adult on display, but, right. um, <laughs> the, the cubes look more, more reasonable. <laughs> I'm going to dress like the Grim Reaper, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, like th- those are uh, you're you're not wrong. That Josh Josh would definitely buy the gauntlet though because you can flip people with a finger with a large true, Iron yeah. Man hand. I, I think you underestimate how polite I am in real life. <laughs> but anyway, to your back to your point, Ben, about that entire California adventure area, we've we touched upon this. This is not. This shouldn't be long for the for this world. It should be part of the Avengers campus and just make it ever expanding. They've got yeah. a ton of real estate here and it's only a matter of time before the monsters Inc. Ride gets absorbed and this entire area gets rethemed because it is great fodder for additions. There's room to probably add three attractions in that area. My only request on the monsters Inc. Retheme is kind monsters of your monsters Inc. Mon- Mon- monsters Inc. <laughs> the, hey, yo, uh, I'm going to quit talking. <laughs> Tim and I are going to have to have a meeting after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uh, the family Avengers ride. Okay. And my only request is that they take all the CDC characters that were originally uh, Superstar Limo characters and yep. they just re redress those as Marvel characters and okay. they keep their same poses. Pantos uh, <laughs> Philbin. Can they be handing out maps of the stars again and make it do a full uh, uh, full circle? <laughs> but as you as you ride that ride, that's part of the fun is going through and trying to remember which one of the you know Iron Man used to be Drew Carey. And uh, <laughs> do you remember well, the richest one? That's Scarlet Witch used the to worst be worst <laughs> they've ever made. Well, maybe Ellen might have been the worst one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, th- those were uh, those were great. But that's yeah, that's my one request on the. Uh, the Marvel retheme of Monsters Inc. because they've got to they've got to keep that thread going for as long as they can. Just retheme those those characters. <laughs> we want these primitive AAs to last longer over than we do. And over and over. <laughs> I think I think I did good though. I had six new. I think attra- you did. You got another two and a half billion too. Yeah, six new attractions, multiple restaurants, uh, a couple bars, and my sing along. So I think I think we're good. We I mean, the thing thank, is, uh, we made fun of Vito. What was his name, Vinny? Vito? I was going to say, we can thank Joe from Long Island slash Vito for emailing us over a year ago. If uh, you want to meet Vito, he's back at the uh, Kingpin Speakeasy but, with the rest yeah, of the monsters. Joe budget, but the company is literally bulldozing bigger investments than that right now. So I think <laughs> we've got to give the guy some credit. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so we got $3 billion to buy the rights for Florida, plus another $2.5 billion for the build. So... Uh, I think that's we can get that money back uh, in tax write-offs alone. So I think we're good. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have any oh, questions, my, my, uh, my, I'm trying to close the show. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask you guys. You guys, you guys think they're relevant over there? 
You guys interrupted interrupted me a billion times during my pitch. I'm going to keep interrupting your show clothes uh, as long as I can. Uh, my play a wolf. My build out for uh, Marvel Superhero Island uh, is just anything Nintendo. There you go. Whatever Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, Don- Donkey Kong Island. Make it, make it a Pokemon. Make it a Princess Zelda, Peach Madness. There we go. There we go. All right. Uh, if you have any questions my, or topic uh, ideas, other... shut up, Ben. <laughs> Email us at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter under the username at MartyCalled or join in on the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash MartyCalled. Ben, where can we find you online? Find me on Twitter at backside underscore water. And by my looks, we're only like a one an hour and 25 minutes in. This is the short. We got to keep going for like another 45 I think we should spend another hour talking about what they should use uh, the hotel concrete cinder block bomb shelter for. Do y'all want to hear my pitch for uh, redoing Spaceship Earth as Marvel rides? Or- no. 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 Good. no. No. Josh, where can we find you online? Uh, Utilidors.com spelled wrong two O's. The extra O is for O. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter under the username at Inferno Barge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Give it a good suck. Berserker. Fuck.